so many sacrifices to get to this position. Many stood flat-footed, never bowing to a system that said that they couldn't do it. Legacy was born here. History is stored here. Look around you, in the atmosphere, in this culture, woven in these walls, here. Every word spoken on this stage has God's spirit. 57 years down, still in the same mission. How exceptional. Five signifying grace, seven signaling completion. That lets us know that grace is completed in us. So there is complete grace in this place. Thank you, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. For great is our God, and great is he to be praised. I am his child, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Therefore, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The weapons of my warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of enemy strongholds. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious because I walk by faith and not by sight. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen, amen, and amen. Cathedral, let's stand with us. Let's worship today. Come on, Cathedral of Faith, happy anniversary weekend. Come on, stand to your feet, put your hands together, and somebody give God a shout of praise, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hey. Love is everlasting, it's an everlasting love. Your mercy is as new as Yeah. 
you feel the life in the room. Happy anniversary, Cathedral of Faith, 57 years. God has been doing a great thing right here in San Jose. And we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that. If these walls could speak, can you imagine the prayers that these walls have heard? Can you imagine the songs that have been sung in this place all over these years? Can you imagine the hands that were lifted to say, I want to accept Christ right here in these walls? Yeah. I also believe that there are businesses that exist because someone caught a vision, heard a dream right here. The spirit had a spark, a catalyst in someone's life to do something great in the city. I believe that families have been healed. I believe that marriages gave it one more try, didn't give up. I believe that children were dedicated to the work of the Lord. Right here, right here, right here, right here. And it's so good for us to sit, take a, take a step back and appreciate what God has done and to give thanks for what God has done and join in the ovation of praise that's going on in heaven right now for what God has done right here and what he's continuing to do with everything that's happened over 57 years. From God's perspective, he's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting started. It's just begun. And you know what? It's the same thing with your life. He's just getting started. He's just begun. Hang on. Hang on, everybody. This journey is worth living. It's worth waiting out. It's worth working for and working through. Don't give up on what God has started in you. So, Father, in this holy moment, we give credit where credit is due. And it's to you. Thank you for the work that you've done here at Cathedral of Faith 57 years ago. Thank you for what you've done thus far. Thank you for what you're doing in this holy moment right now. And thank you for what you're leading us to. We believe, God, that because you live, our life is worth the living. Our life is worth living because you live. If, if it had not been for the cross, if it was not true, that there is something after this physical life, this would all be in vain. But because you displayed that death is not final and that there is in fact life and eternity after that, this is worth the wait. It's worth the work. It's worth the effort. And we celebrate that here today. We love you, Father. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, and we lift our praise to you in the sanctuary and in this moment. We thank you for what you've done and what you will continue to do. In Jesus' name, all of God's people shouted, amen and amen. One more time, can we divert our praise and attention heavenward? Somebody shout, he lives. Come on, somebody shout, he lives. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. 
alive, come on with all your heart. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives in Amen. sacred and holy moment where Jesus invites us to the table of communion. Before he went to the cross, he gathered his disciples together for a meal. He took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. He blessed it. He gave it. He said, this is my body given for you. Jesus was broken that you and I would be made whole. So as we partake together of his body today, let us receive what Jesus has for us.
and the same manner he took the cup, he blessed it. And he gave it to them, and he says, take this and drink all of it. And as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. I won't drink of this fruit of the vine until I do it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Stronger than Ajax, stronger than Tide, stronger than Clorox, stronger than OxyClean. The pure, holy blood of Jesus Christ. Let's drink together. Jesus also taught his disciples to pray. And as we join together to pray this morning, let's pray together believing the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Let's give God Amen. thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Well, happy anniversary, 57 years of God's faithfulness to us here at Cathedral of Faith. You know, some Sundays we come here and it's holy ground, so we take our shoes off so God can convict us. Some Sundays we come and put on running shoes so we can go with the message he has. Today is the day for dancing shoes. To celebrate what God has done for 57 years of his faithfulness and the faithfulness of his people. One more time, let's just give him thanks and praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> 57 years ago, Pastor Kenny and Shirley Foreman moved here with their two-year-old and four-year-old from Kansas City. And here God did an amazing work that he continues through Pastor Ken and Kurt to this day. So many great statements through the years. Delays are not denials. One of his statements I'm wearing today, anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but only, no, but only God can count the apples in a seed. There's so many great words of faith that have been encouraged here, and thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. As we're all standing for a minute, you're here today. It's great to have you here. If you've been coming to Cathedral a year or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming to Cathedral two years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming to Cathedral five years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming to Cathedral 10 years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming 15 years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming 20 years or longer, stay standing. If you've been here 25 years or longer, stay standing. Oh, look at all these young people. If you've been coming 30 years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming 40 years or longer, stay standing. If you've been coming 50 years or longer, stay standing. (laughs) 
As Pastor Vaughn said earlier, how many healings have happened in this room? How many people walked in this room in despair and discouragement and hopelessness and walked out transformed, forever changed? God is so good. And all the time. There's a prayer that's guided us. God, help us hear the cries no one else is hearing, see the needs no one else seeing, care about those no one else is caring about. That has continued through these 57 years through Pastor Kenny and now through Pastor Ken. And this past week, yesterday, we had a car show here. It was a great time where hundreds of cars, hundreds of people gathered. We had a great team from our cathedral family that made a terrific breakfast that sold out. We had all these cars and the whole purpose of this was, yeah, to admire handiwork that some people have put together, but also we were collecting toys for our toy drive. Every year at Christmas, we like to bless kids who are in need, and it kicked off yesterday with this great time together. It was beautiful weather and a great time to celebrate, and uh, we collected hundreds and hundreds of toys that we'll be giving out, and this weekend kicks off our toy drive. If you or someone you know needs toys for your kids, next weekend the sign-ups begin. If you would like to donate toys, there'll be all kinds of information on the website for you to go to Amazon and just order it, have it sent here. There's just so many ways that we can bless our community because that's what we're about here at Cathedral of Faith. We want to take what God's given to us and make a difference to those around us. What an amazing history we have, but what an amazing future we have as well. Pastor Kenny declare the word of the Lord so strongly to us for so many years. And on this anniversary Sunday, we wanted to play the last sermon he ever preached. It's a sermon about purpose. It's a sermon that ends with two words that I know he's heard and I'm praying that you hear. So let's focus our hearts, hear from the Lord as Pastor Kenny comes to minister. I begin first by reading the word of the Lord and then I'll come back to, to the point of the power of purpose. Ephesians 2 and 8, the second chapter, the 8th and the ninth and 10th verse. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no man can burst, boast, for we are God's. Wow, think about this. For I am God's workmanship. How many knows you're a God's workmanship? You have been created in his image and after his likeness. Why don't you put your hand up and just sit with me? Come on, I am God's workmanship. Think about that. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then when there's an old story in the Bible that I want to bring to your attention, is found in Nehemiah, the sixth chapter and the third verse. But the few words it says, Nehemiah sent messengers unto them saying, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. There's nothing in life 
nothing that will help you to overcome all of the adversities, to be able to help you to surmount all of your difficulties and to survive all of your disappointments and help you live a life with joy and enthusiasm as the knowledge of life with a high purpose. When you have a high purpose, it'll lift you up above all of these things. You cannot live a life with any enthusiasm unless you know where you are going has destination and what you're doing has meaning to it. That lifts you up. It helps you. In fact, purpose is the savior of life. That's what's kept me up all of these years because God gave me a divine purpose. And that purpose has caused me to live a life that has been filled with joy. There's an Old Testament story to which I have often turned to for inspiration. It's the grand old story of Nehemiah rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. The walls of Jerusalem had been torn down. And of course the children of Israel had gone into the Babylonian captivity. And so Nehemiah begins to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. It seemed like a hopeless task. The walls were in ruins. The people were scattered. And everyone was discouraged and despondent. And all around them were the Arab enemies who wanted no strong Jerusalem, and they were doing everything in their power to prevent it. They tried ridicule at first, then they tried persuasion, then they put their heads together and they plotted. And they sent messengers to Nehemiah and said, Nehemiah, come on down. Quit building those walls of Jerusalem. And they tried everything possible in their hand, in their power to keep Nehemiah from rebuilding the walls. But you know what? Four times, four times the word went out Nehemiah come down and four times the answer came back I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down oh come on that's a good place I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down Nehemiah had a purpose in life that purpose that God had given him was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Listen, friend, it's the only thing that keeps 
anybody up in the times of hardship, in the time of trouble, in the time of adversities, in the time of sickness, or whatever it may be, purpose will always keep you up. Purpose is the savor of life. It's the only thing that will help you to live a life of enthusiasm. There are three things quickly that I want to point out to you that purpose can do for you. Number one, it will lift you above the common fear of criticism. How many has ever been criticized in life? Well, you know a little bit about it. But all of us live in a life where people are constantly wanting to criticize. But if you are sure where you're going has destination and what you're doing has meaning, it will make you immune from either the praise of men or the blame from others. Whether the crowd around you is flinging bouquets or splashing mud, it will make a little difference because you know you're doing a great work and you won't come down. You won't come down to criticism. I remember when we were building this church and we'd run out of money. We owed 600 and something thousand dollars. So we stopped. And while we were stopped, there were those who came by and they would say to the people that were living in a trailer home here, looking out for the property, they would say to Brother Fudge, Brother Fudge, Mr. Fudge, you know that Kenny Foreman will never build that building. You know that this is Kenny Foreman's folly. It's Foreman's folly is what they called it. You could hear criticism all around you. But you know what? It didn't bother me. I paid little or no attention to it because I knew what I was doing was a great work and I wasn't going to come down to their criticism. It'll lift you above criticism. But it also will lift you up above a pointless, futility existence. It will lift you above boredom. The first Christian sermon ever preached on this planet Earth was in part aimed at that. On the day of Pentecost, the apostle Peter stood and proclaimed, Jesus Christ as Savior of the world, as a Savior of life. And then he urged all of those who were listening to him to save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now that word untoward is not a word you hear anymore. Very little do you ever hear the word untoward. 
But untoward is an unusual word. It means not going toward anything. Going this way and going that way without direction or motivation. You know, I thought, if there's one word that describes almost to a T, is that word untoward describes what our generation is like. For millions of people, life has come to mean nothing, meaningless. Men and women without a purpose. They're living, they're living an endless life of a round of nothingness. They're going, they're going, but they're not going toward anything. It's like riding a marigold wheel. You, they get off right where they start. And I thought, how many people? It's a sickness of our time. You ask the drug addict, ask the alcoholic, Ask the young person who joins the game. Ask the person who turns to crime. Why? Why? Why did you do such a thing? And most of them will tell you because they had no purpose in life. Going. Well, look at the crowds. When you look at the football games, and I enjoy football games. I'm not against it. But it has become to many their God. They can't wait from one Sunday to another to get there. And it doesn't matter how much money they cost. They never talk about money. They never talk whether it costs $400 or $500 or $5,000 for a seat because that's their God. But after the game is over, they head home, and guess what? Right back where they started from. It has no real full meaning to it. Their life is still empty. Their life is still full of boredom. And they're trying to fulfill that need in their life. But hear me. J.B. Phillips said there's a God-shaped place in the heart of every man. And only God can fill it. You can't fill it with football. You can't fill it with sports. You can't fill it with entertainment. You can't fill it with people. The only thing that fits in there is God. And only when you find him can you find a real meaning in life. A real purpose in life. So purpose will lift you above criticism. It will lift you above a scattered and aimless life. But it will also keep you and help you to overcome discouragement. How does a person keep person purpose alive in a time of deep disappointment or disheartment? Nehemiah did in that seamless, hopeless task of rebuilding the broken walls when nobody believed that anything much could ever come out of it. His purpose lifted him above discouragement. 
Look at Jesus. What a purpose he had. The greatest purpose in all the world. His purpose was to save mankind from their sins. He came to save the world. He came to save you and I from our sins. But look at him on the cross, hanging there suspended between two thieves. His disciples had forsaken him. The angry mob was crying, crucify him. And yet he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But listen, friend, the Bible says he did not forget what his purpose was. It says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and he was not discouraged because he knew that Sunday was coming. And you want to be lifted up in the times when things seem dark and dismal and everything about you seems like it's going to fail? Look out because your Sunday is coming. Your Sunday, it's on its way. If you'll not forget that, God has a purpose in your life. But out of that purpose will come a blessing and will come great reward. What happened to Jesus? He saved. He gave himself so that the entire world today can be saved. I remember when I was building this building again. And I came down after about nine months of building the building project had stopped. No one was working. I came on a Monday morning, just about right here. There was no platform, just concrete. And motorcycle gang had been using the auditorium as a racetrack. The outside, the weeds had grown up for about five feet high. There was nothing but old black tar paper around all the fascia. And I have to tell you, I was discouraged at that time. But it's when I knelt down here and prayed that God reminded me I had a purpose. And if I hung on to that purpose, he would fulfill it. I got in the car, didn't know where I was going, didn't have any appointments. I was tired, I was weary in mind and body. And I just got in there and started driving on 280. And I heard someone whisper to me, that same voice I'd heard before, said, Kenny Foreman, frustrations are not final, mistakes are not fatal, and delays are not denials. What I have promised unto you, I will fulfill. I will fulfill it and look at it today. Come on and see what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. All because we had a purpose and I wouldn't come down. I wouldn't come down 
to criticism. I wouldn't come down to discouragement. I wouldn't come down to futility. I said, Lord, you called me and gave me a purpose and I'm gonna hang on to that purpose until you fulfill the vision you've given to us. And you know what? Only God, only God knows what has happened in the last 33 years. There's been literally thousands of people's lives changed. Thousands of homes, drug addicts. People have been healed and delivered. Only God knows. And one day they'll stand before, we'll stand before the Lord. And we want to hear one word. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's the greatest thing I want to hear from the Lord.
we are so humbled by 57 years of your faithfulness that has blessed us in so many ways. What a great fountain of blessing you have put in this place through these people that have overflowed to this community and this nation and to the nations. But Lord, we thank you you're not finished. 
You wanna bless your people. You wanna release them with purpose. You wanna lift us above discouragement. You wanna lift us above criticism. You wanna lift us above boredom. And in this moment, Father, I just pray something would happen to each one of us that the blessing of purpose would just begin to rise up within us. That knowing that purpose you have for us would overcome all those obstacles. Because we will do a good work and not come down. We will continue to be faithful because you are the source of all blessing and we thank you for that. Lord, bless everyone in the sound of my voice right now. All over this campus, those watching online, those who will watch it for days and weeks and years to come. You're God who blesses. The first thing you did when you created Adam and Eve was you blessed them. It's the original blessing. We talk about the original sin, but the original thing was the original blessing that you gave. You wanna bless your people with your favor. I just declare that over us in your name. Help us to receive the blessing you have for us. Thank you. Healing in Jesus' name, transformation in Jesus' name, purpose in Jesus' name, forgiveness in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we're humbled because most of us weren't here to make this happen. You laid foundations of previous generations who you blessed, and now in blessing their children and their spiritual children and their spiritual grandchildren, you've called us all together here to bless this community. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you're not over, you're not done, you're not finished. You have a great work for us to do and we won't come down. As long as there's someone who doesn't know you, as long as there's someone who needs healing, as long as there's someone who needs a place to live, who needs food to eat, who needs to receive love, who needs to find purpose, Lord, we have a purpose. Give us the strength in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give God thanks and praise. I'm going to go ahead and invite you to be seated for just a moment. We have a brief video clip that I wanted to make sure you saw this weekend. It's a video clip of Pastor Kenny standing on this property. There was nothing here. It was dirt, no trees. You know, I walked in and I'm like, oh, look at these beautiful redwoods. They must have been here for like hundreds of years. Like, no, they planted them here. There was nothing here. This whole place was barren, but God gave Pastor Kenny a vision. I want you to hear his prayer that day. Take a look. I believe it's a dawning of a new day for the kingdom of God. Because on this spot of ground, I believe we're gonna see multiplied thousands of people's lives changed by the power of Jesus Christ. We are well aware of the fact that from this place, thousands of people's lives will be touched. God, they will be moved and blessed because of this special day that you have given to us. Bless, I pray, in the weeks, in the months to come, that every direction, Lord, you'll have your hand upon it. We'll not know how to do some things, but you'll direct us, and God, you will do it. 
right here on this barren piece of dirt, he declared in faith, thousands of people will come here. Guess what? We're, we're the answers to that prayer. We're the answers because they gave. Some people sacrificed and gave 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Some people sacrificed and gave 100,000 and 200,000. And there's something that you need to know about cathedral family. God does want to bless you, but he blesses us to be a blessing. He blesses us to be a blessing. And the reason we're so blessed is because all those people in previous 57 years who sacrificed, who prayed, who gave, who laid the foundations for us. And so now it's our turn. That's why every week we have this moment of challenging and encouraging and asking us to say, hey, we get to do our part by bringing our tithes and offerings. The ushers have envelopes. If you want to take one of those and give it on the way out, those of you watching online, you can write out a check and mail it in or drop it by. You can go to the app or online or text. It's our turn. We've been blessed to be a blessing. God just doesn't bless us so we can say, ooh, doesn't this feel good? Yeah, he gives us dancing shoes, but he wants us to do something with this. And this is when we get to respond to God's goodness by saying, yes, Lord, you are good and I exalt you. I thank you for what others have done. And now we get to be part of feeding thousands every week, providing housing that's affordable for people in our community, reaching out to seniors and to children who are in need, touching this community and touching the nations. You know, we have a campus that's just finished meeting in Morgan Hill. We had one that met in Milpitas. We have one that met in Gilroy. We have two that meet in the Philippines, one in the United Kingdom. Pastor Ken is ministering in Italy this weekend. We have a Spanish campus here at two o'clock in this building. We have a Spanish campus in Mil Morgan Hill, I mean Gilroy and in Milpitas. We have a campus in UK. We have them all over the place. Why? Because God's blessed us to be a blessing. I'm going to invite you to stand with me, and we're just going to rejoice in the goodness of God, and I'll come back and speak a, a benediction over you, but let's just rejoice in God's faithfulness for 57 years. Tell somebody, we ain't done. We ain't done. Come on, God is good. And all the time. Come on, put your hands together. Somebody give God a shout of praise. good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on, it's important we declare this right now. Come on. Lord, you are good yeah. and your mercy endureth forever. Yes, come on. People from every nation.
57 years, and we've just begun. Some of you have been sitting on the sidelines. It's time to step in. It's time to be part. It's time to move together. There are so many ways you can be part of this amazing family. I encourage you to go online to connect, grow, serve, check out options. We also have coming up this Saturday a special breakfast for couples. If you're a married couple, you might want to come out. If you're engaged, you might want to come out. If you're seriously dating, who knows, maybe you could propose at the breakfast. I don't know. But it's a great time to fellowship. Oh, I saw somebody getting a nod there. Okay. <laughs> How fun. So come out this week. There are so many ways to participate and be part of a great church family. What a blessing. Kenny and Shirley stepped out in faith 57 years ago. God has been so good to us. And now the incredible leadership, we have a pastor, Ken and Elisa. Pray for him. He's ministering in Italy today. He'll be back next Sunday with the Ten Commandments series. Looking forward to welcoming them back. Let me speak God's blessing over you. God, thank you for this incredible family. You have a purpose for them. You brought somebody here today to understand they have a purpose. Reveal it to them. Speak to them. Show them. Bless them. I pray healing in Jesus' name. Those who are watching from a line who couldn't be here because they don't feel well, bless them. Bring healing in their body. You can heal anything. You can heal cancer. You can heal Crohn's disease. You can heal any sickness. We just declare that over them right now. We go forward in your name, looking forward to all you have for us to fulfill the purpose because we know that every one of us was born for a reason, not just by chance. And you have a purpose for letting our breath last. So we seek you so that we can find it and you will see us through. For with your help, there's nothing we can't do. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord.